Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman on the road. Well, recording remotely as we all are tended to do so these days. And this time around, uh, reaching out to the Southfield, Michigan area to uh, Stefania Gismondi, a shareholder and member of the General Litigation Practice Group of the Southfield Office for Foster Swift, Collins & Smith PC Attorneys as they have several locations across the state of Michigan. And uh, we're uh, reaching out to her today to, well, check in on an article that was set for their Ag Law newsletter recently. So, Stefania, welcome to the Michigan Business Beat. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Now, building off of the notes I have, we understand that it was about a year ago at this time that Governor Gretchen Whitmer had signed a bill that would dramatically reform the No Fault Act, and the legislation made sweeping changes to the laws that existed for decades in Michigan. And many of the changes were applied to automobile insurance policies renewed or issued after July 1st of this year. So could you take the story a little deeper and share a bit of what what we first need to know about that. Sure. So last year, like you said, around this time, uh, the no-fault law was amended. And the significant changes is now drivers purchase policies that provide unlimited personal protection insurance benefits. And what that means is basically their benefits for your medical expenses, medical mileage, attendant care, or sometimes referred to as nursing or personal care. Now, after July 1st, policies that are renewed or issued will be different coverage levels. So you'll pick a level starting at 50 to 50,000 with certain required conditions to be met, 250,000, 500,000. Unlimited, you can still purchase unlimited or you can completely opt out of what is commonly called PIP benefits under certain conditions. So now, drivers as well as businesses that are purchasing no-fault insurance will have different selections of coverage. Aha. So, well, we'll get into some more questions on that. What do you do if you're involved in an accident in your employer's vehicle while in the scope of your employment? If you're injured while you're in your employer's vehicle and you're in the scope of your employment, then you would first go to your worker's comp carrier or your employer's worker's comp carrier. And the worker's comp carrier would, would be primary for any type of wage loss, attending care, or medical expenses. What's covered under workers' comp versus a no-fault is different. So you may be entitled to access benefits under the no-fault statute. So as far as access no-fault benefits, you would go to the policy of the vehicle's name. So it's probably going to be the vehicle that the employer's vehicle is going to be insured by the employer. So at that point, any access benefits would come from the purchase, policy purchased by your employer. And whatever coverage they've purchased, whether it be 250000 500000 or unlimited benefits. If your employer didn't maintain insurance, then I guess you'd have to look to whether you have your own social insurance or someone in your household does, whether it be a spouse or, or another relative. And then you would look to that policy. And lastly, if, if, if you've gone through all that step, all right. Well, what would happen if you're involved in an accident in the scope of employment, but driving your own personal vehicle? Well, in this case, if you're in a vehicle that's insured or registered in your name and not the employer's name, then you would still go to workers' comp if you are in the scope of your employment. However, for access no fault benefits, instead of going to the policy of your employer, you would go to your own personal policy. 
So you would look to any house who's in your name, your spouse's name, or a relative in your household, and you would seek assets, benefits from that policy. And you'd also look to that policy if your if your employer didn't have workers' comp benefits. Indeed. And what would happen if you're involved in an accident while driving an employer-furnished vehicle, but were using it for personal use? So if you're using your employer's vehicle for personal use, you would still look to the policy of the of the furnished vehicle. So looking at the employer purchase policy, whether it be the two hundred fifty thousand, five hundred thousand, or unlimited. If your employer didn't maintain insurance on the vehicle, then you'd have to look if you had a policy or someone in your household, whether it be a spouse or a relative. And then if there's no insurance there, then you would look to the sign claims plan. So in this case, you don't go to workers' comp first. That's the difference. You would go straight to Oh, okay. And then the other scenario I can imagine is what would happen if your spouse or household relative is involved in an accident while driving your employer furnished vehicle for personal use? In this case, you would still look to the policy of the employer furnished vehicle and they would be covered under under the same priority as if it was the employee driving it for personal use. The important thing is, though, it has to be a Sure. Well, Stefania, is there anything else that on this general topic line that uh, we should be aware of or that uh, the, the Michigan business community should really know about here as we head towards July? Well, um, I guess uh, as a mass takeaway, this is definitely a developing area of law. So some of these questions may very well depend on how the policies are rewritten and we'll find more after July 1st and, and how the courts interpret this new law moving forward. Uh, but it's important to, to know that when you're pick, picking your policy, you're looking at different coverage levels and, and it's important to look at what you're purchasing. All right then. Well, thank you so much for sharing those details and uh, bringing us up to date as uh, we head uh, along the ways in this uh, insurance uh, reform uh, across Michigan. So once again, Stefania, uh, thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat today. Thank you so much for having me. And Stefania Gismonde is a shareholder and member of the General Litigation Practice Group, the Southfield Office of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith, uh, PC Attorneys, and they have several offices located across the state of Michigan. And we'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network.